rough. It's so. I, this is a really good start. I really like that. Well, welcome so, to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh, the chef. Hey guys, uh, Wells is right here with me. Hey everybody. Oh, all three of us are here in one place, hey. like always. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's yeah. great. Uh, so, Jeff, been up to anything since we last recorded? Uh, yeah, I've been up to no good. Okay. Started making trouble in my neighborhood, and now uh, I, I had family in town a weekend ago, I guess, and um, went to Cabo Fish Taco up in Noda. Good times, and we get done, and uh, Man, I haven't been to Cabo. In- Ages. Oh, so good. This is so a good place. Good. And um, we get done, and we're all kind of full, and I'm like, let's just roll down a Divine Barrel real quick. And the girls were like, eh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm like, talk them all into it, and we go down there. And uh, my aunt likes beer, but isn't really into a whole lot of stuff. So I get a flight, and it's like I got a whole lot of different things. Didn't get anything IPA, but just, you know, like a bunch of their other interesting beer. And she walked away with a four-pack two glasses and um actually i take it back a six pack that we ended up shipping up to chicago <laughs> oh gosh so she's nice. like this is a really great idea i really liked it i had a lot of fun and this beer was really cool she really liked uh they had a, a, a watermelon strawberry with lactose kind of thing going on that she was real crazy about and uh snakes and sparklers was still on that was a lot of fun and uh, you know it was just a good time good time cool so i did do something now that i think about it yeah. How about you, Wells? Are you doing anything fun? Yeah. I uh, went up to Asheville for an evening um, and decided to really... An evening with Wells. I know. A Sunday afternoon and then into Monday in Asheville, checked out a whole bunch of old favorites and then a couple new places that you know had, I'd been kind of hearing good things about, decided to check them out. Um, Burning Blush was the new arrival that's just down the street from Sierra Nevada. So we had a nice Sierra Nevada lunch uh, on our way out of town, stopped off at Burning Blush. They opened at noon. Damn good beer. Um, Nice. Zillicoa is still like on my short list for best brewery in Asheville. Wow. Or at least top five. Even more than Dissolver? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, Zillicoa's beers are just... I don't think anything there was above 6%. It was just clean beer tasting beer. It was so good. And they've got a taco truck. I don't know. Just hugely. I love Zillicoa. This, this rent is no, is not sponsored by Zillicoa in any way, shape or form. However, <laughs> however, um, and then this past weekend went camping, uh, hour and a half out of town. Uh, we had a little bit of time to kill and decided to go check okay. out Four Saints Brewing. Can, can, can I ask, yes. did you camp or did you glamp? It was glamping. We've, okay. We've got some new um, stuff that I kind of wanted to break in. I don't have like a new, or I don't, I mean, I guess I could fire up a camping stove at home, but I also don't have like two trees that could, are close enough for a hammock in the back. So if like. Yeah. If I want to give this a shot, then I've got to like leave town. Plus, gotcha. I just wanted to get the heck out of town anyway. Yeah. You know, just why not? why not? And stopped off at Four Saints up in Ashboro. I'd been meaning to get up there for some time. I always kept saying, next time I go to the zoo. Well, I haven't been to the zoo in forever. Um, Four Saints, remarkably solid. Um, it fit what I consider to be like the vibe in Ashboro. It's. Kind of like a small town, cozy tap room, really tasty beer. 
Nice. Really awesome time. Like next time, <laughs> next time I'm actually going to go to the zoo, but then I'll be sure to stop off at Four Saints when I'm done. It's a great time. Cool. This all sounds like a lot of fun. You should have brought some of their beer for us to try on the show. I did. Oh, 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 oh wow. I, I did. Trust wow. me. Wow. Yeah, I know. I've been guzzling some of this already. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes I'm lining up the show and I'm like, ooh, that's a lot of, that's, that's a lot of ounces. That's, we're going to be feeling that. Yeah. But and sure then, um, like halfway here, I'm like, man, I'm just, uh, just really thirsty for like a good clean beer. And, well, and, and you I'm know, it's, we, we've hit the rainy season of the summer where it rains constantly. And then you walk outside and it's like a thousand percent humidity and it sucks donkey <sighs> balls. And sometimes just having a nice, clean, smooth drinking beer is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I when get, it's humid for Asheville, you know, 84 degrees and you've got a whole bunch of like 4% like just... Oh, they're so good. I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. Totally. There's something to be said. Like, I, I do very much love going and having a, like, a, I went through a couple of those cans of uh, Dinosaur Connoisseur the other day. And, um, you know, just like a, a good, fun 9% double IPA is, is just, you know, very enjoyable. But then sometimes it's just nice to kind of reset the palate and kind of go back to some of the classics. And it's good times. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't do anything, but I do have something I want to bring up really quickly. Because I know neither of you really pay attention to what I tweet anymore on the Twitter account. You tweet? I know. I do. The, the show such, account. You go the, on such weird rants. The show account, I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't follow the show account. Yeah, exactly. I probably do. I don't have, I don't get notifications. I don't go on sh- weird rants on my Twitter. It's called I get drunk and watch music videos. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. That's yeah, not a weird I can tell what Josh has been drinking because he's got like eight different YouTubes. Yeah. Exactly. But so this is something we have talked about quite a bit on the show, and it was a beer all three of us universally hated on the last set of shows. Mm-hmm. That in a vacuum by itself was fantastic. Yeah, one of the Monday nights. Yeah, I saw that tweet. Yeah, fantastic, and and it goes to show you that, and we've talked about it numerous times on the show that sometimes having this shit in a vacuum by itself, yeah, you go, what the fuck was wrong with us? Are you saying that we should just abandon buy no buy then? No, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, absolutely not. Talk. Yeah, just because it didn't go. work right that one time. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, and again, I mean, at the end of the day, did it change my mind about the decision that we made on the show? Absolutely not. But it is kind of still a fun thought experiment of, yeah. you know, hey, we universally all three hated that beer enough to the point where it got put into the dump bucket. Conversely, well, and and also that was show two, and we had already had a bunch as it was, but conversely. I've had full pours of beers that I liked on the show and hated. And yep. I'm just like, the hell is wrong with me? Well, Josh, along those same lines, um, I remember I owed you two cans of double IPA and I did not bring them today. That's okay. Because when I got home and cracked one of them, I'm like, this is not the beer that we had on the show. This is bad. And then three, I mean, day, three days later, I did the exact same thing. And I'm like, I, I do not like this Sam I am, so I left it at home. You're we, welcome, we've, bud. We've also talked about, too, that beer is a living creature. True. And yeah. Things, yeah. things can change in it, even week to week, occasionally. Yeah, yeah which it was is uh, a good or a bad thing. I, I, I've got, I brought a beer and put it in the keyser that's five years old, and I have no idea what's inside there. Yeah. It may be awesome. 
it may have completely turned on us. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll find out. Do you we'll know what out. style it was? It's an Imperial Stout. Okay. Brandy so Barrel Age. At least it's not going to like turn into a Pilsner. Because that would have been weird. Yeah. I don't know what's in the thing. I'm like, I hope you do. Oh, no. It's a wild ale now. <laughs> oh, mm, well, that can happen. Yeah, <laughs> that can. You know what else can happen? What's that? AB could potentially maybe be in trouble? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, False. I don't believe it. Mm, so in typical good beer hunting fashion. Long that article. It, that is a 5,000 page essay. I like how the first bit of words here is the gist. Yeah. That's like, I'm going to go ahead and give you the TLDR before you even do it. Just know that I got a whole nother bag of TLDR right where that came from. And the TL, I actually had time. Holy crap. How is the TLDR this long? I know. And I actually had time to read all the articles this time, unlike the last little bit. So, you know, I I didn't do my homework. Yeah. So I actually did some homework and basically long story short. And Wells, I'm sure you've got some talking points along with us, too. AB InBev is saddled with an insane amount of debt right now to the point where they don't have any room to do anything as far as like acquisitions of breweries and things like that. And then the other thing, which I didn't know, was part of their deal for Sab Miller was any other brewery that they want to purchase now has to be approved, basically, by the federal government to say, yes, it is okay to purchase said brewery, at least U.S.-based. I mean... Across the, the pond, nobody gives a flying foot. But here in right. the U.S., they cannot buy anybody else without regulation and and so, being looked at. Not that they could afford anybody anyway. Well, yeah, they can't afford anybody anyway, but they couldn't even do it if they wanted to try. It also feels like a lot of... I, like, I really would have expected to see more acquisitions and mergers during the pandemic. Like, we saw a couple of places shut down and... Um, one or two that have like you know joined in with the collective but really like what the heyday of it seemed like every week we'd get on here and be like oh and guess who else got bought you know i just don't feel like that's happening as much as i would have thought yeah i would agree with you i did kind of expect i guess the great quote-unquote reckoning after we hit the first year of everybody kind of being locked in home and i thought for sure we'd see a bunch of these places close or a bunch of these places get snagged up and I guess good on a them and them having good business practices and people continuing to either, you know, get takeaway stuff or them being able to expand their distro to distro their own stuff outside and retail. It helped keep a lot of these places afloat that I didn't think we're going to make it. I just can't believe how much debt. I mean, I understand like corporate debt is normal in yeah, it's the business corporate world, debt. Yeah. but 83 Billion with a B. But you'd be surprised. dollars. When you've got the kind of money that they've got, I'd be willing to bet that there are many, many, many like online all-hands calls where they talk about how they're refinancing their debt, they're doing this with the debt, and it becomes more about how they're moving their debt around and when the stuff's all due more so than it is about the products that they're making. And that's when it kind of gets a little concerning. Well, and here's where it gets even more concerning. There is a tobacco consortium that owns 10% share in AB right now, which equates to about $13 billion, which they could potentially sell and cash out. And that initial investment's already lost half its value. So the question is, does Altria just say, hey, we're just going to take that L and 
you know, cash this out, and then what's that going to do to AB's stock price? Yep. I mean, geez. And, you know, the other thing it goes into explaining a little bit more in depth is, number one, as we kind of honestly, I think most of us expected, the heyday of their craft brewery purchases didn't really pan out like they thought it would. It wasn't, it didn't move the needle as much as they thought. You're telling me that Golden Road and Blue, Blue whatever, what's the one up in New York? Blue something with a toasted lager. Blue, Blue point. point. Yeah, Blue Point. You know, in, in like 10 barrel, and these aren't like setting the world on fire. And right. Kona and Wicked Weed. And yeah. And so, you know, that that has helped saddle them with more issues. I, I do have to imagine, though, that that's also probably helped maybe potentially fixing some of the... Now, I shouldn't say fixing because they never really had a problem, but... Maybe making their brew house stuff more efficient because you've got people that have worked and done all this stuff. I don't know. That's just a crazy thought. The VX Ventures or whatever, their other weird kind of like disruptive arm that they yeah, built up. Uh, they're basically anybody that works in that division is saying, we can't do anything because we don't got no money. Yeah. Which so, then makes, I, if I'm them, I'm looking for another job. Yeah. I'd be terrified if I was a part of that that little group or however big that group is because yeah what's going to happen when you know a 13 billion dollar investment pulls out yeah <laughs> you're done what They're would you say you do here right yeah we're in a disruptive mergers and acquisitions okay cool we don't have any money shit <laughs> so tell me when was the last merger acquisition that you did it was like three years ago when i did a oh well, and, and yeah, to that point, the last one that they did was kind of filling out or finishing that collective that they had already partially owned with Red Hook and all those other places. The, Kona and yeah, the CBA. CBA. Yep. Yeah. Which, I mean, that was a steal. They they got that for $220 million. That's a fucking steal. Well, but then there's also that thing where you keep buying these places, and you, even if you're getting a good deal on it, suddenly you look and it's like, okay, these were all good deals, but it's probably still money that we maybe not shouldn't have spent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we in trouble. Yeah. Um, another thing, Wells. I don't know if you noticed. Again, I I actually took notes on this. Hey, good. Um, the fact that they have not had a quote unquote hit brew from their big line of stuff since two thousand and two with Mick Ultra. Yeah. That was the and, last and like, like thing that set the world on fire. And, of everybody wants to buy it. And meanwhile, like they are oh. squeezing blood out of that turnip. Every time you turn around, it's like Mick Ultra Seltzer, and it's like they're like, please remember, you know, Ultra, it's watered down beer. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's low it's, carbs because of all the water. It's for the beer. I saw actually saw that commercial for the first time last night. It's a new Mick Ultra commercial. It's somebody out walking or running, I don't remember, and she stops, and somebody's like, "What are you doing this for?" And she goes, Haha, "For the beer." Right, because she's exercising. She's exercising to earn the the, the low-calorie beer. Now, yeah. I don't know about you. Every now and then, you know, like, especially if I have, like, a, a big day working out in the yard or something like that, and I feel like I've earned something, it sure as hell is not a Mick Ultra. No? No. <laughs> yeah, Mick Ultra to me is, like, the beverage that, like, I didn't do everything on my to-do list, so it's, like, my punishment. To me, Mick Ultra is the, I'm at the bar with friends and I'm really kind of in it for the long haul, and I got to make sure I don't get trashed. So, how about a four percent watered down? Yeah, you know, Mick I, Ultra to me is that beer that if a friend is buying a pitcher 
or uh, a bucket and I'm just too lazy to give him shit. There was a, Bud had one for a while that was like Bud 45 or Bud 54 or something like that. And it, was, it, it stood for how many calories it had in it. And yep. uh, uh, we tried it once. It, it was it was terrible. Oh, by the way, one other thing I should mention, too, that has happened recently is they have gotten a new CEO for AB that they have promoted in-house, which basically to all of these different departments that kind of help feed in this article are all signaling shit ain't going to change. So we're going to continue to be saddled with that and we're staying the course. It's one thing to say we're going to start, you know, cutting corners and, you know, being careful. I, I don't know. Like, I think about how terrible AB is about pay to play and how small the fines are for that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see more of that start popping up. Oh, so that's another fun part of the story. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. So uh, President Biden had basically... Joe Biden? He had come out and said there needs to be more small business in some of this stuff and specifically called out beer. You'd know the other two. Wine and wine spirits. And spirits. Come on. Yeah. Beer, wine, and spirits. No, no. I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, basically told the Secretary of Treasury, you've got 100 days to look at some of these places and say, hey, are some of these practices unfair of what they're doing? Now, will that really mean anything at the end of the day? Probably not. But... It could help get some of that stuff a little bit more stiff fines and make it a little bit more likely that you're not either a blue or red distro house and right. you're actually serving your customer base and not choking your competition out. No. I, I mean, there's a lot of things that could potentially happen. At the end of the day, though, AB is, I mean, in my opinion, they're too big to fail. They're, they're gonna, they'll figure their way out of this. Yeah, they always do. Yeah, they have to because I mean, who else is going to be able to buy some of these arms of AB? Well, and just wait. Like, I would it would not at all be surprised to see them start to start spin off. God, I can't talk. They will start spinning off some of their portfolio that they're not paying any attention to to some equity firm who's interested in it. What it, like it's not out of the realm of possibility that like uh, was it Fireman's that owns uh, Cigar City and Oscar and all that? Yeah, and suddenly they come along and they're like, "Yeah, we'll take Wicked Weed." I could totally see it happening. I mean, it could potentially happen. You never know. Looks like Wicked Weed's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Is it though? I mean, well, no. like everybody does that thing where it's like, "Oh yeah, they got bought," but but like I bought this bottle before they got bought. It was bottled before they were acquired. Like, okay, whatever. So then, like, does that go in the opposite direction? You well, know. I mean, I'll never forget Mark inviting me up for some Bourbon County, and his exact words in the text were, this was pre-buyout. I'm like, okay. Now, what are you going to do with me in the closet? I don't know, but I guess if I get to try a Bourbon County for the first time, I'm like, fuck it. I'm willing to roll the dice. Well, that's the one where he showed up uh, without a shirt on, so, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> finally, last little note that I have about this whole article, and Wells, I'll let you ch- chime in any other things you've got, is the fact that they basically fumbled the ball on the whole seltzer movement because they kind of started it with the spike seltzer company had huge traction and then went nowhere white claw ate their fucking lunch how do you i mean it's like where did skype go and then suddenly like zoom took over like how can you microsoft bought up there's your answer microsoft yeah, okay bought true but like skype was skype sucked to begin with let's be honest Fair. but 
it, it just does blow my mind how you can have, you can be like the 900 pound gorilla in the room with a head start and you still lose. Yeah. And like, not, not just by a little bit, by a lot. Yeah. I mean, White Claw, like, how in the hell did some little no name, no nothing. Who makes White Claw? It, Mark Anthony Brands, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought like too. I'm that like, Mark that's what I thought, but it's not spelled the same. So, okay. yep. But I was like, wait, huh? I had Meanwhile, to do. A I will take. never, ever, ever, ever be able to say that brand's name right the first time. Any and every single time I refer to it, I refer to it as One Claw, and they go, "Nope, sorry, White Claw." Claw. <laughs> How Westbrook of you? I know. So yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of shit going on in AB right now, and it's. Th- October is going to be real interesting to see what happens. And because AB's already cut spending where they could, you know, improved efficiencies where they could, there's really no more. Yes, there is. Like, where? They're going to start cutting this uh, experimental wing. Well, sure. But, but I'm saying, like, they've they've improved and they've become more efficient and they've, like, done all they can do. The next thing is to start offloading. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking about this in two months. Pretty infogram. Yay. Yeah, this is, this is uh, very interesting for the listener. Yes. We're looking it? at a pretty picture. Hey, you're the one that posted this one. Yeah, um, I really don't remember why. It was just a pretty picture. I mean, it's the fact that if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you already know this, that it's really an illusion of choice of what's out there. Like, if you were to go to an AB... Or if you were to go to a bar, and let's pretend that you weren't ordering ordering local stuff, you were going to order from around the world, you probably, without even willingly knowing, probably bought five AB beers. Because you don't pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. It, it is always interesting when we see these infographics that have all the little sub-companies. And it's like, okay, so, you know, Budweiser, no big shock. We knew they owned Stella and Bush and Bud Light. And Lefe, remember that Corona, Bex, Modelo, you know, like a lot of people may not necessarily categorize that as AB InBev. You know, right. they may yeah. be like, oh, that's probably Miller. No, no, it's, it's all AB InBev. Yeah, it was part of the Zob Miller oh, yeah. Constellation. They got that from Constellation. Oh, yeah, that's right. Constellation, that's right. Oof. It's just crazy. 25.7% of the market is owned by AB InBev. Fun. So, yeah, check it out in our show notes on the website if you want to see this pretty infographic that Jeff contributed. (laughs) And uh, the most ridiculous news story I found, which is basically half a marketing piece and half of a thing is... Oh, yeah, I downvoted the crap out of this one. Oh, yeah, no. Continue. Wells made up five extra accounts just for the downvotes. Yep. So uh, Lagunitas decided they were going to release a beer on IPA day. So they started asking, well, number one, they hired a marketing firm to help them do this because they can't figure out how to use Reddit on their own. So you have to have a marketing firm to do so. To be fair, a lot of Redditors don't know how to use Reddit. Well, yeah. Hello, fellow kids. That's very true. Uh, But they are are calling this the Updoot IPA. It's a double IPA, and I want to kill myself for just saying those two words out mouth. This is not at all one of those cases where this will age terribly. Yeah. I mean, it's already technically come out because it was released in the Petaluma Brew House on IPA Day. So, Oh, wow. So this wasn't even like 
like a release release. This wasn't like packaged and sent to distro. This was really this was a, a all of Reddit like campaign because I saw these ads for like a system like a tap room only exclusive. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yep, that's so much worse. Yeah, how much money? Oh, and I, energy I could... and everything went into a tap room exclusive. Yeah, I mean, just pull a nota, like, release we... a funny three minute long video on YouTube, and call it a dang day. Right? You know, I, I think we were already making the points that they were trying too damn hard, but I think we've since they they just tried too hard. Yeah, yeah, they tried way too fucking hard. Tried way too hard, but at some point, surely somebody had to just pipe up and say. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Oh, they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they forgot to think about whether or not they should. Yeah, you're right. Uh, in kind of local news, although it's been a hot minute since I've been to the Greenfield Beer Exchange, I don't know about you, Jeff, but Same. you remember how tiny that little place is. Very tiny. Very, very tiny. Um, again, check the show notes. They're basically almost tripling in size. They've been doing real well down there from what I could tell. Yeah. So, I mean, that's awesome. It's yeah. Good for Devin, I mean, you know. It's, it's a fun little place if you're anywhere near Greenville, especially some of the stuff that they can get in distro that we cannot get here because of the stupid ABV laws. Like, it's a fun little place, and yep. if he's going to be that much bigger now and you don't feel like you're going to be cr- – especially, like, I couldn't imagine COVID times. I There had been no way I could have walked in there. Yeah. I'm not, it's way too yeah. small for, for me to have felt comfortable. But. Yeah. yeah. I checked it out for the first time on my way back from Atlanta seeing fish. Okay. Yeah. And uh, – did kind of poke my head back in the new space um, while the bartender was distracted with an order from a sales rep. And I'm just like, I'm already back here looking at like the Belgian styles and everything. Mm. And I'm just going to like peek my head behind the curtain and was like, it, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and you're right. It is going to be when all is said and done, like triple the size, like it's another, you know, 66% increase. So, Good because yeah. that's it's there ain't much. No, there isn't. Um, if if there's five people in that place, it feels crowded right now. Yeah. Right now, yeah, yeah. But it's always been a fun place, and he's yeah. always had really good stuff there. So yeah, I mean, like I intentionally when I was in work business mode for Greenville, yeah, yeah. I, I would stay at the Aloft Hotel, which is literally right across the street. Yes, it is. And easily grab my to goes and go back up to my room. Mm-hmm. And, and then sometimes Jeff and I would be there at the same time, and we would convince people to pull things that maybe they shouldn't pull. Yeah. Wait, no, I didn't say that out loud. Nope. Never never actually happened. We didn't try that barely. Hey, Wells, what's uh, IHOP doing? The dumbest thing that I've heard in a while. <laughs> Which is what? So IHOP is dipping their finger in alcohol sales. They're testing out beer and wine in a few select markets, namely San Diego and New Mexico. But, you know, now you can roll to IHOP in those markets and get a mimosa. Okay. I, or I get can, a Budweiser. I don't get that. Like, mimosa, or or I don't even understand they're doing like Bloody Marys or something like, as a place. Well, no, no, not Bloody Marys. Because it's not spirits, have, right? You're exactly. Right. But like mimosas, I can understand. I can get behind that idea. But like, who's drinking beer at an IHOP? I'm not ever. In fact, I mean, I'm probably reason. there because I Actually, had enough beer. Bingo. Actually, That's the reason that I shared the story. So, so that brings up a good question. Is I hop 24 hours? 
I know Waffle House. A is. lot of them are. Uh, well, so they used to be until so, they closed. Well, the one on the corner closed down. Is is this now a place of I can go and I can get a beer at four thirty in the morning if I want to? Yeah, potentially. I guess depending on Blue Laws too, though. Well, I'm not worried about Sunday so much, but I mean, just as a general. Right, like, right, right, right. But I mean, I mean, my point is like nobody's getting the like uh, Rudy Tootie, you know, <laughs> with a Budweiser. <laughs> Like, it's just not happening. Yeah, no, I'm there because I want the Rudy Tootie because I had too many beers to begin yeah, with. I'm not running to an IHOP for alcohol. I'm no. running to IHOP to soak from up. alcohol. Yes. Yeah. To soak up And really, alcohol. I mean, it, not that we're splitting hairs and we're down here in the South, but I mean, like, if we're going someplace because we're trying to soak it up, I mean, we can all agree, right? Waffle House is better than IHOP. Oh, God, of yes. course. Okay, I just I wanted to make sure. I'm the, I'm the most recent transplant, so I wanted to make sure I wasn't off base here, but I'm like, yeah, we're all know. Team Waffle House here, right? Oh, yeah, no. If, if 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 I'm going anywhere for food like that, it's the Waffle House. Scattered, no, smothered, and covered, man. Oh, Bring yep. it. So damn good. There's no question about it. But, so, well, you know, but thing. here's the other thing, too. Like, IHOP did the whole Denny's thing, basically, where they denified their menu so it's not just breakfast food anymore. You can right. get a hamburger in there. But who's and... going there and getting a steak? Like, is anybody really ordering a steak? At the... I would like... love to see it just to say I would... saw it happen. I... I'd like to know how often new steak comes in and how much of it actually sees the light of day and how much of it just gets thrown out. Oh, God. It can't be good steak. No, oh, God, no. I saw this absolutely triggering Instagram post a couple days ago and it was a... The caption was, did you know that you can cook a medium rare steak in the microwave? <laughs> and it was it was a steak that had been cut in half and it was just like gray and then raw and then gray. I'm like, ah. thanks. I hate it. Oh, it was awful. We will not be sharing that to the show notes. No one else needs to see that. Just me. Well, you know what else is awful? Oh, yeah, this is truly. Well, not truly. This is. Well, it, it's close. Boston Beer and PepsiCo have decided to team up to make a Mountain Dew alcoholic beverage. Okay, so we've already had Not Your Father's Mountain Dew. And we've already had umpteen um, edgelord craft breweries come up with their version of a Mountain Dew flavored beer where they pretty much ape all of the art and pretend that it's not. Oh, yeah, we're not really Mountain Yes, you know exactly what you're yeah, doing. You know what you did. Fuck that, that is IP theft. Yeah. Meanwhile... You got Coke and they're, you know, alcoholic Chica Bongo, you know. Tabo Chico! So, why are we surprised that alcoholic oh. Mountain Dew is going to be the... Also, no. I'm not at all surprised that Boston Beer is getting involved because they're looking for anything to get people excited. Yep. For as what? much as their stock is tanked, right? I mean, like, they got to have something. What the hell? Like, Boston Beer, here it is. Like, we need to, like, solidify our stance against wine and spirits. Liquor has been eating beers lunch for years and now i guess it's okay that you're partnering up with like one of the largest soda manufacturers in the world uh pepsi and making hard mountain dew like come on man like can we finally stop pretending that boston beer is even i mean not even beer adjacent not not even beer adjacent you're curious Beer Curious. Yeah, I think Beer Curious is probably the best way to explain them anymore. And yeah, I, I, uh, this is another one of those stupid rants that I'll go on to begin with of this is just as dumb as seltzer to me because for all of you that don't know, Mountain Dew was 
born and bred in this here state, and it was born and bred to cover up the taste of moonshine. So just buy some cheap whiskey and pour your Mountain Dew in it and call it a day. In fact, I mean, the name Mountain Dew comes from a euphemism for moonshine. Yeah. So. And it used to be on. like a hillbilly getting dew off of a, the old labels, where it was a hillbilly getting dew, putting it into his jug. Hmm. Not not boobies? No. Okay. No. So it's just like, it, it, this is just another one of those. But it's Why? Like, it, Why? Like, but, but like, okay, so. Why? Two things jump out at me. This the screams of gimmick and it'll never last. This is to get attention, to make a splash, you know, like. And so is to, it like the retro Pepsi or the retro yeah, Mountain yeah, Dew like, stuff? Like it'll okay. come out a couple times a year or, or maybe once, maybe twice a year. I don't see it sticking around. It's 4%. It's Mountain Dew. It doesn't have any sugar. What do people drink Mountain Dew for? The caffeine and the sugar. So if you take out the sugar, what's the damn point? And you take out the caffeine. And Ugh. instead you give me alcohol. Okay, like who so cares? I'm drinking Mountain Dew flavored beer. Sweet. Yes, yeah, I was about to say like when I finally years ago got off of soda, like that was that was my bugaboo because I was. You st- definitely don't want to hear about uh, oh, the uh, the uh, Bojangles exclusive Southern Shock Mountain Dew. Probably not. It's fruit punch flavored uh, and it's fantastic. Damn you! It's so good. It, oh, damn it! Yeah, because like you know, and I don't like Mountain Dew. I love that shit. I, I tried all the diet sodas, and that's the one I could not do. Like, Diet Coke, whatever. Diet Mountain Dew is the grossest substance on the face of the planet. And so, yeah, you're now bringing that in. Uh, whatever. How is this different than Four Loco? No caffeine? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. If you say, like, hard Mountain Dew, and I'm sitting here like, so Four Loco. Except no caffeine. It's just an alcoholic soda. It's three loco. This is... God. You've got to be two loco to drink this. And we're going to one loco go take a break. We'll be back in 30. Oh, zero loco. Time for Bite No Buy. Jeff, how does that work? Well, first, Josh presses the mute button so that we can talk in the microphones and it'll yes. record us. Yes. It's funny um, how that works. Yeah, right? Uh, you know, and it makes a big difference when you do that the right way, but, you know, here we are. So, uh, we have a listener beer to start out the night. Thanks, um, Justin. We're talking about Buy No Buy. These are the beers that we've been drinking through the show and whether or not we would buy them or not buy them with our own hard-earned money. Um, and, and so, first up from... Little Brother Brewing in Graham, North Carolina. This is Pleasing Gene. It's a Pilsner. It's uh, nice and it's dry. And uh, this is real good. I would definitely... uh, Man, I'd probably get a whole pour of this if I was there. Definitely buy this one. Wells? It's crisp. It's clean. It's flawless. This is so good. If I had known that it was going to be this good, I would have asked for more. Um... Weirdly enough, they do, instead of, like, crowlers on the band, they do pipe cans on the band. 
So oh, okay. that's why these are singles. Gotcha. It's kind of kind of weird, kind of cool. Good because I'm having a hard time getting through this whole crowler of Pilsner. I, mean, I can't chug beer for shit, but I could probably manage this. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Yeah, this is fantastic. Nice, crisp, clean. And I love me a good German-style pills, so absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Zillicoa, which is, I guess, not technically Asheville? Just just outside. Just outside of Asheville. Um, this is their Keller Pills, which is 100% canned condition. It is a living lager. But uh, I, I do enjoy uh, a Zwickle beer anyway. Um, man, this is just delicious, too. I don't know if it's the... The beer itself, if it's the can conditioning, a little bit of both. Uh, man, big buy on this one, too. Real good. Wells? It's fantastic on draft. Um, the cans are tasty, too. I've It was all I could do to like ensure that one of these cans made it onto the show. Because, you know, I bought this like two weeks ago. And it's been just like staring at me ever since. Like, I like these guys, right? I'm going to share it with them, right? Right, right. right. Anyway, it's... It, it's real good. I'm a always a sucker for a well-made Keller Pills, and this is this is hitting it for me, Josh. <clears throat> yeah, this is definitely one of those styles that I feel is underappreciated, and mm, this is damn damn good. Um, yeah, absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, another beer from Zillicoa. This is their export. It's a Dortmunder Lager. And it's somehow better than the last one. Again, 100% bottle conditioned, um, open fermented. And this is this is freaking delicious. I really like this one a whole lot. So uh, no buy. But also buy. Well, the only advantage that this one had over the Keller Pills was Keller Pills was four pint cans. And this was six pack of these cute little stubby like the red stripe bottles. Red bottles. Yeah. yeah. Um, or uh, uh, banquet beer. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, that's right. The banquet this, beer. I forgot. This has like a nice, real like prickly mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it does. Smooth taste. Like I mean, this is just. It's beer flavored beer too. Yes, which is super great. Yep, beer flavored beer and super tasty. Josh, what do you think? So, is this all they do? Is German style beer? Do they do other styles? Like, uh yeah, they do some other things. Um. I mean, they had a couple, like, wild fermented sour, like, Gozas. I mean, I guess Gozas, German style. But, uh, yeah, it does tend to really lean into, like, German style. But okay. It's gotcha. not, like, everything. Gotcha. They also okay. do, like, some Saisons and okay. stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, the only reason I ask is, damn, this is good. And, wow. If I'm ever in Asheville, which I've sorely yet to be or in a long time. just outside of Asheville. Yeah. Or just outside of Asheville. Yeah. This is absolutely a place I will be going absolutely you should yeah this is delicious and it is weird because it just like got better after the keller beer and it's just like oh okay all right then yeah all right next beer up next beer up from resident culture back to ipas uh collaboration with charlestown fermentory fermentary fermentary sure take it or leave it double ipa um Hazy double IPA hopped with HBC, 692, Zappa, and Citra. Um, normally not my style, but uh, it's got Citra, and the rest of these hops really give that nice bite to it that I like. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big buy on this one. Uh, I'm looking for 
the ABV on this eight and a half. It doesn't. I mean, it's got some bite to it, but it doesn't. It's not boozy for eight and a half. It's real nice. So I'd buy. Yes. Well, it drinks like a sub seven. I mean, eight and a half for real. Yeah. yeah. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, resident culture knows how to make a good hazy. And I've had a number of beers from Charlestown Fermentary before. Um, my brother used to live like two miles down the street. So nice. I've been over there a few times. Um, you know, they bring it to, you know, this is one of those like, uh, like two collaborating breweries. Like this is the sum of their parts. So, you know, pretty tasty. I enjoy it. Bye. Josh. Yeah, this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, this is one of those where I did some beer shopping, kind of like you all's. I had to sit on some of these beers for basically, I bought them on the Friday after we recorded Oof. that previous week and just had to sit and Dang. stare at them in the keezer. And Dang, this was Daniel. This is the one that was honestly one of the hardest because I knew what this was and I'm like, damn it. Damn it. It's a shame you can't buy more. I know, but I'm trying to save my money and be good and not buy beer constantly. Yeah, I uh, had the harsh realization last month that I don't want to throw the number out there, but I had spent a, an unhealthy amount of money at Divine Barrel for me. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to pull back a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, my problem is common market because this is right down the road. Correct. And, yeah, that's why I try to limit my trips to, like, once a month now. Got to. Because... Otherwise, I'd be in the poorhouse. Like, yeah. and then you'd be in the doghouse. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I sat on this one for, like I said, since last time we did the show, and this is absolutely it's held fantastic. up really well. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not I'm, sure. I'm really glad that this beer hasn't completely just self destructed in the week and a half. I mean, dude, we know that it can sometimes. <sighs> I.e., the beer that you didn't bring. Yeah. Yeah, it can happen. Uh, Jeff, final beer up. Final beer up. Uh, Wells was earlier referring to the Four Saints in Asheboro. And this is their El Paladin, a tequila barrel-aged Mexican lager with lime and salt. Josh's favorite combination. Um, this is good. It's It's refreshing. This would kill out of the pool. I could see housing several of these. Um. Yeah, I really like it. It's a buy. Five and a half percent, easy drinking. Well, I can't believe this works as well as it does. Um, the tequila isn't not overpowering to me. The lime, the salt, it's just there. Right. Um, and at five and a half percent, like it's got real bigger flavor, but it's just packing a tiny little punch. Like as you said, this would be a killer pool beer. My only regret is I was not able to find a pool before I ran through this four pack. Yeah. Uh, but or that some said, fajitas. I would do some fajitas with that too. Yeah. yeah. That said, this yeah. was a buy. I really enjoyed it. Okay, Josh. Yeah. All right. So I'm curious. What yeah. do you guys think? What do you think I'm going to say? Well, normally, so because you're leading us on like this, I'm inclined to say that you're probably going to say yes, but then you may think that we think that you think that you're going to say yes, and so you're probably going to say no. So you're building up, thinking that we think that you think that we think that you think that we think that you're going to say yes. However, you're going to say no because you hate tequila. I hate tequila. <laughs> I hate lime. This works. This works way better than I expected it to. Okay. Okay. So to recap, in the last 60 days, 
Josh is now buying Hot Ones Hot Sauce and is going like I can't remember how many shows we have made fun of your inability to eat anything spicy oh, yeah. and now you're doing that now he likes a beer with tequila in it uh, just before one long, just one before long we'll get him eating chocolate nope <sighs> that ain't happening ever now would I drink an entire four pack of this no absolutely not yeah I can't see you doing that no but this was some pretty killer fajitas yeah I mean yeah. Half of a beer of this? Yes. So, I am going to do the classic CP and say, no, I would not buy this because... Because you wouldn't buy it. You I would, wouldn't, you buy, wouldn't it. buy it. You wouldn't buy it. I don't hate this, though. Normally, I would dump this shit. Yeah. And I didn't dump it. It wasn't overpowering. The lime, the salt, the tequila barrels, it, it all worked way better than I expected it to. From all the other tequila barrel stuff we've ever had, or the only other lime lager I ever had, which was... That stupid shit from Stone. Nothing. Well, yeah, 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 I know. Uh, So this is at least an improvement upon that. But yeah, I I couldn't drink more than like our little sample of this. But it's a good beer. Just not my not my thing. That's fair. Uh, Jeff, it's time for I tap that. So I I tap that. um, If if we could have a whole keg of one of these beers for consumption at our home, which would we have? and for me, it's the export. Uh, I was really thinking I might lean a little more towards that Keller because I really enjoyed the Keller. But that export, even on the second pass, just like, you know, kind of looked at the the little brother of the Keller. and was like, oh, you're cute. <laughs> this is how beer be done. Um, that export's fantastic. And one that I will buy when I see it, without a doubt. Wells? Uh, I'm with you, Jeff. It, it's got to be the export. That Keller pills I could drink all day, every day. However, uh, when it comes to pairing it with food, I, I think that export's just got a leg up on it. Um, they're neck and neck, but I, I think I could pair that with a little bit more at dinner time. It's just, they're just so good. Yeah, it, they're it's, both It's so hard good. for me to choose, but it's export by a nose. Josh, since it's not going to be tequila barrel aged, which one are you coding? <laughs> it's got to be that export, but it was close race. That Keller's damn good. Yeah, and that little brother wasn't Meanwhile, let's, bad either. Let, let's not glaze over the fact that for the first time in a while, the three of us agreed on this resident culture because I'm the one that's usually like, no, nah, right. it's not Right, and, and none of the three of us tapped it. like Or even discussed it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even close. Yeah, we geeked out over German beers instead. I mean... When it's done well. Yeah, that's... That makes me more excited. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I didn't ever want to go to Asheville to begin with. But now to know that not only I could get a solid German beer there and I could go visit Wonka Land finally and some of this other shit that I've been putting off for years and years and years. It's good times. Yeah. Damn. That's damn good. Uh, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Uh, Come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com, facebook.com slash craftbeercast. We've got an Instagram craft beer cast, I think. CB cast. Um, Patreon, if you want to support us that way. Or, you know, again, thanks to Justin, our listener, who uh, provided a beer. Uh, We've got another one from him coming up on the next show, too. So super excited about that. Uh, If you want to donate beer to the show, want to have us talk about, you know, stuff that's big in your market or stuff that you're really proud of, uh, reach out to us. Hit us up uh, on email. Contact at craftbeercast.com or slide into Josh's DMs at cbcast wells where can they find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at all the wells 
all one word. You can slide, slide into my DMs too. And uh, yeah, and for beer trades, of course. <laughs> Josh, where are you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to tell a friend. Tell somebody you've been listening to us for almost 400 episodes, which I have a special request for our dear listener. If you have a moment that you remember specifically that you found funny, endearing, you hated it, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, share it. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, like Jeff said. Hit us up on the email, contact or hate mailcraftbeercast.com. If you can give me a timestamp, um, I am putting together something for post 400 that I'll put on the feed separately. Uh, so if you want to, you know, if you've got something you want to share, let me know and I'll try to find it. I've got most of the episodes still, so I should be able to find it if you can give me the timestamp and the episode number. Um, don't forget about our subreddit, slash r slash craft beer cast. And beyond that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. day.